Most of us don't have compelling visions when it comes to raising money. And, um, and, I, and I think that's a hard thing to sort of self-evaluate. Um, the, the easiest way to know whether or not you have a great vision is whether or not people are giving. <laughs> and it's, it's really, it's kind of funny to say that, but listen to me, if they're not giving, yeah. if they're not giving, your vision's not compelling. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Church Report. My name is Scott Camden. I have the blessing of serving as the Advancement Director for the Rogo Foundation. And today, I'm spending some time with one of our executives. He oversees the foundation, and his name is Ron McCoy. Ron, thank you so much for hanging out today. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me join you, Scott. Love love getting to participate in these with you. So, you know, we, we strive to tackle one big question, and this definitely is a big question, and it's one that we... Uh, get asked often by other uh, ministries, other nonprofits, other churches that are looking to develop funding. I just spit, sorry about that, uh, funding for something that they're called to do. Yeah. And so for us here, we're constantly working to develop strategic partnerships and funding for the work in the ministry of the Rogo Foundation. We develop funding for supporting churches facing seasons of challenge so that we can help them. Uh, we're also developing funding when we move to adopt a church. We realize that we've been called to do more together than we could do apart. So we're adopting a church. We need to revitalize and relaunch that church. And that is not uh, cheap work. That's expensive work. <laughs> yeah. But we know, and we, we've seen time and time again, it's a more effective use, we believe, of the of the donated dollar, of the tithe dollar. It's a more effective use in going out and buying land and pulling in utilities and building a no building doubt. and parking lots. Yeah. So the question today is, how do you fund a church replant? Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I'll let I'll give you the talking stick and, <laughs> okay. and you can run with this and I'll jump in from time to time. Yeah, man. This is this is a difficult uh, conversation and a, and a difficult topic because you know it's it's the one that everybody's afraid of, right? I mean if if I surveyed, you know, a hundred pastors or, 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 or leaders of churches, board members, um, and I ask what the most difficult thing about running their ministry is or doing their work is, uh, 95 of them, 99 of them, 98 of them, whatever the number is, are going to say finding the dollars, funding, uh, you know, raising dollars. Um, because there's just this reality that we're not that good at it, if we're honest. <laughs> most of us aren't that good at it. Um there's probably a handful of organizations that are really great at it, but most of us, uh, we really struggle when it comes to raising dollars because it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to ask people for money. It's a scary thing to to, to have the burden of, of raising money. If you've ever been in a situation where uh, part of your job or part of your responsibility, and by the way, if if you're a church pastor, this is a this is a, a burden that you that you carry regularly. It's raising dollars. It's yeah. compelling people to give, and so. Um, we understand how difficult it is to go out and fundraise. A big part of what we do is is fundraise for the work that we do. And so yeah. uh, I just want to say first, we understand how hard it is to go out and do this work and to raise money. Um, I, I think the first thing that I want to just acknowledge relative to answering this question uh, is, is all about vision. And um, And I think the first thing that you have to do if you want to go out and raise money for anything, is uh, is is cast cast a great vision for it, and it might seem obvious, and it might everybody is probably going, well, yeah, of course, um, but listen to me, 
most of us don't have compelling visions when it mm-hmm. comes to raising money. And, um, and, I, and I think that's a hard thing to sort of self-evaluate. Um, the, the easiest way to know whether or not you have a great vision uh, and, 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 and are compelling people to give is whether or not people are giving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's really, it's kind of funny to say that, but, but look, if you sit back and you say, well, gosh, I'm so great at casting a vision and, and then people respond and, oh, when I share this, they clap and people get excited when we talk about this. Listen to me, if they're not giving, yeah. if they're not giving, your vision's not compelling. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I hope that doesn't sound harsh or blunt, but, but that's just the reality that we have to accept that if people aren't giving to your vision, um, your vision's not very inspiring. Yeah. And, um, and so listen, don't be afraid and don't be intimidated by that. That just means you've got some work to do on your vision. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it's, it, I, I don't want to um, minimize how hard it is to cast a great vision. I, uh, I think that it, re- it, it, you know, we, we have to take ample time to really think through and pray through what is God's vision for your church? What is God's vision for your ministry? Uh, because look, if, if God's not inspiring your vision, then, and you're inspiring your vision, that's, that could be a big reason why people aren't giving to it. And so if you haven't really taken the time right out of the gate to invite God into um, um, leading your vision and speaking into your vision, I think the first thing you've got to do is really in, invite God to speak into it um, and, uh, and figure out how you're going to craft that vision succinctly and in a way that people are going to be excited and compelled uh, and, and really want to be a part of it. Yeah. And um, I know you, you've got to do that a lot in your role, Scott. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, what do you think? You know, I, I agree with what you said. I, I think um, I've, I've got three things that I want to share. One is uh, specific to if you do or do not have a compelling vision. You may have, I, I believe this to be true. You may have a compelling vision, but if you never ask people, or or maybe the better term is invite people yeah. to give, if they don't know the need, Love it. they may think, man, what an amazing vision. That's great work that you're doing. But you didn't ask them to do anything. Yeah. You didn't invite them in. <laughs> that that could just be the missing link. Yeah. Is you just need to ask. That could be. Um, oftentimes if you're in this line of work, you're constantly looking for the opportunity to ask. So it's maybe not that. But you've got to have that great, compelling vision. You've got to be able to communicate it, and you've got to be able to invite people in. So point one is you've got to ask. But the other two things I think are most important, and this is what I spend the majority of my time in, when I get to connect with it, maybe a, a kingdom-minded, philanthropic individual uh, or an individual who represents an, an organization that may give dollars towards the type of work in ministry that we're engaged in here at the Rogo Foundation, I'm constantly looking to gauge interest and capacity Yeah, because I may talk to some people, they've got immense capacity. Like they, they could fund us for, for years. They could create an endowment of tens of millions of dollars on their own. It's not a big deal. They're just not interested in what we're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, And I would be, it would be rude of me to understand that I'm, I'm they're, they're totally missions focused. Uh, and, and their heart is India and I keep going in on them and talking to that's, that's dishonoring. That's rude. That's not kind. Um, so I constantly am looking at, uh, where's their interests. If I see, man, they have a heart for the local church, man, they love the state of California or they love this area. And, um, 
They, they want to ensure that the church is around for future generations. They want to see young leaders develop so that they can lead in the local church. If I'm seeing these things, I'm knowing right away, man, we have a lot to talk about. But if in our conversation, I'm able to discern in some way, shape, or form that they, they just don't have the capacity. It's not that they're dead to me and I move on. Yeah. It's There's so many other ways to be a great partner for the Rogo Foundation. There's prayer partners, there's connectors, and then there's financial partners. So I'm quickly assessing where is their capacity. Everybody can pray. Some people can be connectors and some people can be financial partners. So again, it's, it's gauging capacity, engaging interest. That's that's where I live. Yeah, That's where I yeah. live. I, I love that. I want to. I want to take a step back and and I want to translate it because I think if you're listening to this, um, the takeaway for me and what you said, and I happen to know this to be true because we work very closely together. Um, but I think the takeaway for the people listening to this is that you have to have a plan. And what <laughs> you said, in so many ways, what you said is that you have a plan. For how you're going after people, 100%. and I know there's a we have a marketing plan and we have a social media plan and we have a donor development plan, and all of it sort of uh, filters up to a, a big broad plan. Um, but the most important thing I think for the people who are listening here is you've got to have a plan. So you've got a great vision; it's compelling. Uh, you talked about inviting people. By the way, that's part of the plan. Yeah, is to strategically invite people to give. But um, but building a plan is not an easy task. No. And um, and so I, I think one of the things that I would encourage everybody to do, if you've never built a plan, is find somebody locally. And there are people locally that can help with this all over the country. Yeah. But find somebody locally that can help you build a plan for donor development. And that's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that's been really beneficial for me is – uh, you know, I wasn't uniquely equipped by God for this role and I stepped into it and I know all the things and I've been able to just do this all on my own. Far be it from that. Many people with so much more experience, so much, so many more times more uh, successful in this field yeah. were willing to go have coffee with me. Yeah. We're willing to go break bread with me. We're willing to do Zoom calls with me uh, or, or have multiple Zoom calls because I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree. So sometimes I need to have a couple conversations. But I was able to find people. I had to ask. They didn't find me and say, hey, can we bless you with our knowledge? Yeah. I had to go out and I had to ask people yeah. to help me with this. I had to shadow some of those people. I was able to, you know, candidly, my father's in this line of work. And I was able to spend a lot of time watching him and his team do this. And yeah. I realized a true calling to this type of ministry. Because it's not just about getting the dollars in to fund the ministry. It's about ministering to those who are going to support the ministry, right, yeah. caring for them, walking with them, encouraging them and exhorting them to grow in their relationship with Christ. It's walking with them through seasons of difficulty so that they understand that their partnership with the Rogo Foundation is not just solely based on their ability to help us do what God's called us to do. They are a valued part of the team. And as we move together, we want to see them growing. And that helps us to develop amazing relationships. And that's, I think, another point that I'd like you to talk about. I, I know that you can, is as you're working to fund a, a replant or, or a project like that in your church, and you're reaching out to people outside of your church, because yeah, yeah. that's what we do. Um, we have a debt-free model. 
which means we're constantly developing funding. We could go out right now and go get a, a, we have a a line of credit. We don't use it, but we could go out and get a giant line of credit. We could get unique private funding to fund this and have favorable terms. We know God has called us to replant, revitalize, and relaunch each one of these 100% debt-free. Yeah. So every time we have an opportunity, we got to go out and we got to develop funding. And we work hard to develop that outside of Sandals Church. So is it one and done for us? We go out, we try to get money from somebody, and then we don't talk to them again. Yeah, no, no, but most definitely not. And I, I love, I love that you, uh, I love that you brought this point to light because I, I think for so many of us, and I think the the important thing here is that your funding may not come from the sources you think it's going to come from, um, and it may not come from solely within your church. Certainly, there are people in your church. That could fund your vision, yep. could fund the work that you're doing, could fund your replant, and probably should yeah. help fund your replants. But oftentimes there are people and organizations outside of the church, outside yes. of your church, that um, that are kingdom-minded, that have a heart for the local church, that want to see you thrive. And by the way, that will be compelled by a big God-sized vision yes. and want to fund it. And so the, the key is, and I think the point that I want to just reiterate, Scott, and you said it multiple times, multiple ways, but the personal ask is critical. Yes. Both inside the church and outside the church. That's good. And so I think, I think that if I were listening to this, one of the big takeaways that I would want you to be writing down and thinking about is who are the people in my church and who are the people outside of my church that I need to share this vision with and I need to ask to fund it. That's good. That's good. And um, and so for me, man, that's the big takeaway. We could talk about a lot of things. I think if you did that, if you if you um, crafted a stellar vision that was inspired by God, that you prayed through, and that you're confident in, um, and you've you've got a great delivery for it. I think if you build a solid plan for this work, and if you have a great and part of that plan, part of that plan is is who are you going to ask? Yeah. Who are you going to go out and have 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 coffee with? Have lunch with? Have one-on-one meetings with? Who are you going to go out and invite invite to be a part of what God's doing? Yeah, both in your church and out of your church. I think if you do those things, man, you're off yeah. to a winning start when it comes to raising funds. I agree with all of that. I, as you were sharing that, there's a few things that popped into my mind as you're looking outside of the church. You know, there are so many philanthropic family funds. There are organizations that give dollars to different things that they're passionate about. And so one of the areas where you could maybe invite even some volunteers from your church to step in, who knows, you may even have somebody who has experience in this space, is somebody who will start doing some grant research for entities in your city, in your county, in your state, in your region of the United States, whose passions might line up with the... uh, endeavor that you're about to uh, step into. And you can reach out to them sometimes, request the opportunity to submit a letter talking about what you're going to do and what your ask might be. And they may want to invest in what you're doing. That's one. The other thing is broadening your your circles of connections. And that really uh, goes with that compelling vision and inviting the people in your church and that you're connected to to help you identify those in the community and maybe even outside of your community who might want to help. There's so much more we could talk about. I think whether it's around developing the vision or different ways to think about this. And I want to let our listeners know that here at the Rogo Foundation, we have this passion to help churches 
that are facing uh, seasons of challenge. We want to see them overcome those and get to a place of health and vibrancy in their community. And one of the ways that you might be able to do that is by reaching out and asking for help. By reaching out to us through our website, they go to rogofoundation.com, click on contact us, and one of our team members will reach out to them. And we'd love to have a conversation with you around maybe some of these funding challenges that you might be wrestling with. We'd love to see you uh, be successful in this. Uh, the other way to, to learn more about this is by reaching out to other ministries and nonprofits in your community and asking them for help. I'm sure there are some out there who would love to help you if you're faced with some challenge in this space. But with that, before we close, Ron, anything else that you'd like to add? No, I, I mean, I think at this point, I would just say I would really encourage our listeners to start with that. Um, all of those things that we shared around, you know, casting a vision, building a plan, you know, even creating your list, reaching out to local nonprofits, grants. I mean, that's a mountain of work alone. Absolutely. I would start with that. And um, and listen, if you're stuck, don't be afraid. Yeah. Reach out for help. We, we, would lo- we would love to help you. So again, rogofoundation.com. Hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I want to encourage you, if you did, make sure that you like it, share it on your social media, subscribe to the Church Report podcast. We hope that you have a wonderful day. God bless you.